HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Square. If you run a restaurant or business, Square has the tools to help you stay connected to customers, shift your business, and navigate this uniquely challenging time. Learn more at square.com slash go slash opening soon. HRN is offering complimentary business memberships to 50 Black, Indigenous, People of Color-owned food businesses this summer. The deadline to apply is July 31st. Each business membership, a $500 value, is an advertising opportunity that will allow businesses disproportionately impacted by COVID-19 to connect with HRN's listening community and promote their work. To apply and review the terms and conditions, go to heritageradionetwork.org B-I-Z. Opening, reopening, closing, opening again. This is Opening Soon, and I'm Alex McCreary, and like many of you, I am confused. Also disappointed, mostly by the lack of guidance our hospitality industry has been given throughout the pandemic. Lives are at stake, and so are livelihoods. Balance is imperative, as is sharing the information to ensure a healthy and safe opening for our businesses and the guests that patronize them. Today, we're airing an episode that starts back in January, where we caught up with Ben and Kate Towell of Basic Projects and Post House Tavern and Inn. The follow-up conversation to the first was recorded at Charleston Wine and Food Festival, days before lockdowns first went into place. Today, Ben and Kate have completed their renovation, but have paused their opening, obviously, until they better understand how to proceed in light of the pandemic. Let's listen along. So diving in, you guys have a lot of irons in the fire, so to speak, um, but we'd love to talk about the project that you're currently developing, the post end. So tell us where you are and what's going on. Yeah, so we're doing the, uh, we're opening the, the post house um, in Old Village, Mount Pleasant, and it's going to be a seven room inn um, and sort of neighborhood tavern. Um, it's been a restaurant for the past, 40 plus years and um, we've done a sort of complete uh, gut renovation and we've been working on it for about a year and a half and it feels like an eternity but it's opening in April so super excited congrats so tell us a little bit about where um, where you are in the process construction is almost complete um, permits are all in place that kind of stuff 
Yeah, we, let's see, so the, the electricians, plumbers just finished their rough-ins, so we'll be, um, so we're basically, the rooms are going to open up upstairs before the restaurant, probably about a month and a half or so before. Um, so upstairs a little bit further along, I would say all the drywall's up and they're going to start some paint, but downstairs is still still very open and um, and we'll be aiming for mid-April opening for the restaurant. It's, it's funny because we, Kate and I kind of do pretty different things, but Kate is wears the hard hat and does all the construction stuff and the heavy lifting and then my my bit is all like permits and putting the operating restaurant together and kate's bit is in full, kind of nearing the end and then my bit is just getting going on all the sort of typical restaurant stuff that you would do so all the licensing and hiring and all of that good stuff is we're just getting going on it so you guys are like the chip and joe of hospitality <laughs> wow. Like yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, love I love it. it. I love it. Yeah, you like it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I like it. Yeah. There you go. Benji's, Benji's in the apron. You guys have a decided I love it. Yeah. We we love the divide and conquer and the the good old handoff. Um but you guys have a really yeah. beautiful and very unique like design aesthetic. So would love to sort of focus there on, you know, when you start with like you know the whole. Do you, are you doing the design yourselves, or are you working with? Um, are you are you working with a designer? And you know, I, it, we also see it carry through to like the branding that you're putting forward on on social for Post House and and base and you know your your overarching company. So would love to sort of dive into all of that. Right, of course. So um, we we definitely we definitely take yes, we design everything ourselves for the. Um, for the, you know, we have both commercial and residential projects going on, uh, so do both. But the, I would say we approach them similarly. Um, it's definitely more challenging with with the commercial projects, but I, I almost think I prefer it though as well. It's, it's, it's a, it's an awesome challenge. But, you know, we always start every project with three words, no matter if it's residential or commercial, but. We kind of stick to that. So if we're doing someone's house, the client usually picks the three words. Say it's a feeling of like we have a past um, beach house that we did for somebody and it was summer, barefoot and hideaway. So it's like something to think about with material and paint color and furniture, because often when you're in the design process of a house or a building, you can get sidetracked and, you know, get lots of different inspiration from many places. something you like and, and then just go, right? Yeah. It's, I always feel like we kind of bring it back to our original ideas. And um, so those three words are always great to have. What are the three words with uh, uh, Post House? With Post House, they are casual, patterned, and authentic. Casual, casual? patterned, and authentic. I love it. So, and so yeah, go, tell yeah. us a little bit how... What is in place so far, aesthetic design, build out wise, that that fit those those three words, and what's yet to come? And well, I mean, I'm gonna start with the casual side, and then Kate can talk about the the patent and you know authentic. The previous owners, so we we put casual because it's so easy when you get these. I don't know, we get these amazing building and you start thinking and just sort of layering it up and suddenly we get too removed from, from like our core like neighborhood, jumping for a pint with your kids and the dog. And so we put casual because the previous owners 
put white tablecloths on the place and like up the prices, sort of had a weird children's policy. And so we were like, okay, we're going to take away all the tablecloths, welcome everyone, kids, dogs, lower the prices and just be that place that you could go two times a week. And so as we've kind of got all excited about design, we keep saying, oh, no, it's got to be casual, it's got to be casual. And we put that through the menu and the wine list and cocktails and just, just keep going back to, like, yeah, can you who, who we are. Yeah, for sure. So. Oh, I love this banquet. You're like, that's not casual at all. <laughs> <laughs> Have there been moments like that where you've you pulled it. yourself back on this project? Oh, I get like so, yeah, I get so far one way and they're like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Who checks who? How does that work? Do you guys have like, do you guys have like veto power? Yeah, great question. No, it's definitely a bit of, hi. (laughs) Sorry. No, that's okay. It's definitely a bit of both. We ask each other, you know, I guess when we know we need to be checked, we're like, what do you think it is? You kind of know the answer. Yeah, there's a lot of cases the discerning face of some of my ideas but um yeah and then talk a little about the others pattern and just like yeah so patterns um you know this is almost a little out of my comfort zone but i'm really excited about it so ben is is from england and we're we're there a lot of the year um especially in the summer because we have two pubs over there now that we own with his brother and sister-in-law but um i think the brits do patterns so well where it, it doesn't feel too preppy or cutesy it's just, it's got this like old, really authentic feel. And um, so we're using some really cool wallpapers and some cool quilts and a bit of pattern in, in the pillows and and some window treatments. So I think this is a really cool strategy, but it's going to be the exact thing that makes it have this um, really distinguished look. Yeah. The Brits always do their house because it's gray the whole time color and pattern to make it sort of brighten up your life and um so that's that's where we're not afraid of patch yeah that's exciting so is, and this you said is a little bit outside your normal comfort zone it's, it's something you're trying yeah I would, totally i would say for my own house there's lots of like there's some color but it's mostly like solid linens or solid you know velvets or canvas but I'm always a little afraid of pattern, but I respect it and love when people do it. So I'm like, all right, it's my turn. I got, I got to do this. So you so guys, it's, it's been good. We've been, we have. Go ahead. No, sorry, you go ahead. Um, we, yeah, we. It's been a really. I guess it's like you know when you learn a new word and then you hear it all the time. It's like that's that's how it's been with pattern. I don't know. I feel like I'm. I've been looking into some wallpapers and fabrics, and now it's like, oh, everybody knows about this. This is great. <laughs> so it's cool. How do you? Um, what I was going to ask. How does your neighborhood and where you are? You're. You guys are right outside the city center of Charleston, correct? How does that play into? You know how you decide on this design, or is it just something that where you follow your own intuition and gut, and you know you you feel that the people in your neighborhood in Charleston will just respond to that? Yeah, no, that's a great question. One of the hardest things I found is having open restaurants in New York and then, and then we had a break from doing it. And then we did, we did basic kitchen was our first one here. And it was one of the hardest quick steepest learning curves um, ever for me, just because, you know, designing for a, a place for the city you're in, the community you're in, 
you know, know that's the same in, in wherever you are, but it was just, it was such a, a reminder that it's just so important. And, um, so one of the things we, 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 there was a great like street fair in, in this, it's a beautiful little part of Mount Pleasant between the old city of Charleston and the beach. And it's right smack back in the middle and you can see the harbor and it's, it's just stunning. But there was this big street fair before Christmas where they have like 2000 people and all the kids and like live music and all these incredible food vendors and movies projected on the buildings. And we suddenly looked at each other and we're like, Oh my God, this is our customer. And, and so I, I think you really have to, um, and someone said to me in New York, when you sign a lease in a restaurant, go and look at the dry cleaner and look at the shirts and who's in the dry cleaner after who lives there. Um, and so I think, I think here, yeah, you really have to, to look into like, what are the behave, like, how do people behave in that neighborhood? Do they eat out two nights a week? Are they, you know, do they have families? Is it going to be late? And so we, yeah, we really look at that and, um, and we certainly have this time and certainly the bedrooms as well. Um, you know, lots of people's parents staying, so like really comfy, lots of weddings, um, we have an event space, so like really thinking about what it's like to book out the whole place for the weekend. Um, so yeah, there's been a lot of a lot of sort of delving into who are we serving. So that so that's interesting. So the neighborhood really de- de- is. It, so you found the neighborhood first, and then you found the space, or was it sort of at the same time? How did that happen? No, we were looking at we were looking in the neighborhood, and um, and then. The, when the space came available, it's just such a unique, you know, it's, it's been a restaurant for so long. It's, it's pretty sort of iconic for this the area. Of the yeah, exactly. And so the neighborhood also Charleston small, but we've had such a, um, just amazing kind of influx of restaurants, ourselves included, um, who've, who've come down and, and moved down here, call it home and open a business. Um, it's kind of nice to not be doing something in downtown Charleston where there's so much going on. Um, I feel like everyone in Mount Pleasant is super excited. Whereas when you're opening a restaurant downtown, they're like, oh my God, and do we need another restaurant? And Charles, in Mount Pleasant, they're like, please, please when are you guys opening up? And high five. It's awesome. Does that, how does that work? Um, I would imagine that you'll have a good, you have seven hotel rooms. I imagine you have a good bit of travelers. How does that work for the tourist traveler that's, you know, focusing their search on, Charleston, how do you get them to, to find you guys, even though I know you're quite close? How, how, do, how does that work? And is it, you know, how does your social presence play into that and the aesthetic that you've developed for the for the space? Yeah, I mean, I, I think with, um, I mean, Charleston is just such a lovely place to come and, I mean, are you guys going to be the head over wine and food? Yes, we're going to yeah, interview you sure. live for our follow-up over wine and food. We can't wait to meet you in person. Yeah. Well, any questions? <laughs> but yeah, it, it's it's such a great place, and and if you can stay in in the old village, you're basically five miles from the beach and five miles from downtown, and we've got bikes, and it's kind of it's a different experience where you can kind of get everything. Um, so I, I just think it's unique. I, I don't think we're going to try and compete with someone who wants to be downtown, but I know that if that if I was coming for a weekend and ended up in this 
beautiful little old village in this inn with a great restaurant that had bicycles and a little and car. And the was, water is two blocks away. It's so cool. Yeah, it's a truly like an escape. Our logo that we've done, we've done some really, um, we've been working with this design company called Stitch. And our logo is a snail called Oliver. And it's all about slowing down and just like. It's so, so cute. So, I love it. I love the, the, the theme. So then, okay, so the last one we didn't talk about was authenticity. So tell us how that comes into your vision and, and all the design. Yeah. So authentic, I feel like can, it's actually a lot of when we design, I, I do, a, I like to do a mixture of vintage furniture and, you know, some new, clean, modern stuff. So authentic in the actual sense of authentic, it's an old piece and, you know, it's hard to rebuild and get that like reclaimed oak English dresser, you know, when you can always tell when someone tries to rebuild it. So we're using a lot of really cool old pieces. We went to Brimfield in September, May. Love Brimfield. And <laughs> we love Brimfield. Oh, it's crazy. Right? So for anyone, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, for, for anyone um, that doesn't know, Brimfield is in Massachusetts on the Massachusetts Connecticut border. And it's probably, I think, a six-day antique show. And it's three times a year. Three times a year. And it's, is it the biggest in the country? It is. It is the biggest. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah, it's, you probably need at least four days just to walk at. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. But it, there we are, had such a blast. But they're crazy yeah, steals to be had. I mean, it's, you know, we live in, in Brooklyn and in New York, and we've personally been, and mm. the things that you get, you we're shopping next to the New York City antique stores who are also shopping. Who are marking it up a hundred times. And, yeah. <laughs> marking it up ten times to bring it back to the city. So <laughs> it's one of those, you know, smart spaces for for a builder, for a hospitality person to sort of try and find again the authentic but also a very budget friendly way to outfit your space. So how did that work and, for you? And it even worked Oh sorry, go ahead. Yeah, it even worked it even worked where um like, I love to go to these antique shows, Round Top's another cool one. I love to go early in the process. Like, you think, like, oh, like, why are you buying bedside tables when, like, you know, you haven't even gutted the place yet? But, and let's hope I'm not buying the tables just yet. But the thing that's so cool is, like, I find some really great, like, beautiful circus-looking piece, say, that kind of pulls, I get, like, all that color from that piece. And then you can, you know, you're at a point where you can design a wall to the width of that dresser or whatever you find and um i love going early and i love kind of letting your imagination go with those pieces because it sucks if you go late and you find that perfect thing and you're like oh i gotta switch right where i want to put this and it's just not gonna work so um so yeah Tell us, I mean, you went out there with a the truck oh my god my poor my poor little brother <laughs> <laughs> no i was gonna ask about the logistics because charleston's quite a long ways from brimfield yeah. massachusetts so how did that shake out oh, it did. i believe it's 14 and a half hours. Wow. Um, it's, it's big time. Actually, my, my brother, he's loving, he lives in Brooklyn as well. And um, he came and helped and he was the best. So shout out so to Kate's brother. Yeah, yeah. Is there a piece like, that you brought back that fit that description you that you sort of offered oh, that you're going to build around? Yeah. or? I found the piece. It's the bar <laughs> for our, um, we call it the fancy farm it's a bar for the private dining space and i got it at um i'm sure you guys know since you've been but there's this one booth we love enemy home okay do you, do you remember enemy 
Anyways, they're um, they're out of Nashville, and they just have the most beautiful stuff. They have like this incense burning when you walk into their tents, and like beautiful classical music. And you're just like, I want to live. I want everything <laughs> here. <laughs> it's um it's so cool. So we found a bar that is gorgeous, and it's got a marble top. So we um we framed the wall out to the bar. Wow, crazy, crazy, it's cool. So that's yeah. your so that's. And, um, we- a 20-foot truck and, and got it done. We literally took every square foot of that 20-foot truck. Wow. I mean, that's that's impressive. So 14 hours later, and base, and you went a full year, basically, before opening. So that's... it's, it's a, Yeah, exactly. Wow. I've never actually seen anything in the storage container. Ben's not a lot of <laughs> <laughs> I love it's, it. It's a lot of trust, Ben. Well done. So, yeah. but the cool thing is, is like you can find a, you know a million restaurant chairs there, and then also talk to the guy who gets them out of Turkey and can get you a million more for your next project. So it's it really worked out so well. That's awesome. So so basically, where you guys are. So now we know about your like three core tenants, um, which is super interesting, and I think it's a really smart way. We always talk about focus, um, and I think it's a really smart way, to, like focus your business, focus your mission, and. Um, and all those kind of things. So you're, you said you have your plumbing rough-ins in, and then like when do your patterns start going up and all the furniture start going in? So yeah, furniture install will be like the last two weeks of February for the bedrooms, and then the restaurant, um, what, like beginning of April, I suppose. Yeah, end of March. End of March. Yeah, end of March. Yeah. Cool, cool. And, and then we actually work... We work with a with a team who um, who we've worked with in the past who come um, they come on board two months before and just consult on all the details and the install and POS and just all the all the nuts and bolts that that you run around with your head cut off. They just sit there and make sure get done. So when yeah, do they're awesome? And when and when do they come on board? They they come on board at the beginning of February. Are they, a, are they a resource that, you're, that you can share? Yeah, it's, it's called Bazillion Solutions. And we've done, this is the, this will be the third restaurant. And they are just two guys and they're um, Julian and Angus and they're awesome. And it's one of those things that it seems the more you do it, when you get to that, you've been open for a month and you're like, oh my God, you're why didn't this get done? Why didn't that get done? They're, they're the team that just tick every box from, and so it's super helpful having those guys um, on our team. Awesome. It's a good resource to share with our, with our listeners. All right, guys. Well, um, I'm excited to catch up with you in Charleston live and um, see how the furniture install went and how it's going with your expediter restaurant consultant extraordinaires to get your final finishing touches on <laughs> thanks guys, guys we, we can't, can't wait to see you and we will um, we'll need to talk uniforms as well oh so yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes oh god you guys are getting close so we should definitely we'll we'll talk offline and we can maybe that'll be a fun update to share too of what we what kind of fun uniform we came up with so we'd love to chat so we i'll shoot you an email about that as well I've already got the, th- the core Thank tenants you. in mind. So yeah, good. I'm like, we're educated on your design t- uh, tenants, and we believe in pattern and authenticity too. So we're good. We're golden. <laughs> Thanks, guys, so much. Thanks, guys. This episode is brought to you by Square. 
You might know Square from their little white card readers, but Square has a lot more tools that can help businesses, especially now that they're having to figure out how to safely reopen and make things work in this new normal. So many are stepping up to the challenge, like Fifth Hammer Brewing in Long Island City. To adapt, Fifth Hammer's co-owner, Mary Azette, created a Square online store so customers could browse available beers, build an order, and safely pick up cans from the taproom. I was able to set up our online store within 24 hours of moving to a to-go model. The Square online store allowed Fifth Hammer to keep beer production going, serve their local customers, and retain employees. It's also very easy to train your staff on. They will be able to receive, fulfill, and provide your customers with a contactless pickup in no time. If you're a business owner, Square wants you to know it has tools that can help you shift your business, like Fifth Hammer is doing. No matter if you're brewing beer, baking bread, or mixing to-go cocktails, you can start taking online orders in minutes with pickup and delivery. And if you're selling in person, Square can help you accept contactless payments. All these tools work together, and they're all in one place. You just need a Square account to get started. See all the ways Square can help your business right now by visiting square.com slash go slash opening soon. Ben and Kate Towell of Basic Projects and Basic Kitchen here in Charleston. Um, they are known for creating the kind of spaces that are warm and welcoming and make you want to hang out all day, um, which the Heritage, just a little anecdote here, the Heritage Radio um, welcome party was there, and everybody was like, the space is amazing. We didn't want to leave. So, um, we had a blast. Yeah, the, the station is fans. Um, and they managed to do this without it feeling contrived because there's so many spaces these days that are like, okay, you worked so hard to make it seem effortlessly and you guys have really nailed that. So we first caught up with you guys at the end of January. Um, and if I don't know if you remember, but basically you had rough-ins in and you were about to start putting in furniture in the rooms. And then Kate's laughing, so we're about to hear if that actually happened. And they were planning to open rooms on March 1st and we're March 7th, so... What's yeah. the latest? Did that happen? Well, we are we're a few weeks delayed on that, but it's it's all it's all going to be for a good reason because we're headed off to uh, Round Top, the you know the antique show in Texas. Oh. So it gave us some time to to fill in some blank spots, <laughs> and, so. then, and then we'll be just a few weeks delayed. But it's all going to be happening for a reason. I mean, if you open within three months, you're on time. <laughs> you are, we're on time for the opening. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we got April twenty third was the opening. We wanted to have the rooms ready for um, for the March first date. So. We're still on target for, for April 23rd. We'll, we'll just be a mad dash like it always is. Yeah. So what do you get? So last time we talked, you guys had already been to Brimfield, and Kate and her brother literally drove down 16 hours from I, I believe that was right, yeah. So why, why the trip back to the Antiques show? Do you know, well, we have a few other projects coming up, too, that it'll be great to shop for, but... Um I mean, we just kind of can't resist. <laughs> yeah, I think you, you were saying in the intro, one of the things is to try and make something not feel forced. And so mm -hmm. if you plan all the best plan, planning in the world, you then, like, the space starts to come alive. I mean, you know, we've been working on this for two years, and it comes down to that last, like, two months, and you start living in it, just like it's your house, and you're like, oh, that was a great idea on paper, or it looked great in CAD, it doesn't fit. And so, you know, we're just big believers that, like, all the planning in the world, but then that last couple of months, just like go explore, find something, change it around. Don't be too rigid, and um, and you can always use something 
inevitably, I mean, at Basic Kitchen this morning, we just like rearranged the tables for like the 19th <laughs> millionth time. It's been over two and a half years. So I, I, everyone thinks we're crazy. <laughs> what, do you, what do you do to make it feel like you've lived in it? So like, I mean, I think that's a really hard thing to do when something's a construction site. Like, yeah. are there things you guys actually do to like try to experience it like a guest during that construction yeah. phase? Yeah, I, I would say with that, it's it really the base layer has to be, you know, has to be able to take a lot of wear and tear, right? That That's number one. And then, uh, so I, I've come from a set design background, and we called it the top layer. So that top layer that you just come through, and it's some frames and a little lamp there, and then like a little piece of fabric hanging over this, and that definitely has a feeling of a home versus something, like Ben said, everything perfectly mapped out on CAD, and, you know, and, and that just, it is harder probably the way we do it, but I believe it does have a more effortless yeah. feel. Yeah, one of the things that we have noticed, everyone wants to replicate stuff in the sort of time that we're living. It's like, if something's a good idea, can you do 100 of them? Can you do 20 of them? Can you do five of them? And I really am, just feel that the reason someone wants to do that is because it's just that unique nature of, like, and I don't know how you quantify that feeling. And I think one of the questions you're asking is, if you keep walking the space and just imagining, we try and imagine, I try and imagine Monday in February, Monday evening in February, and then Friday night in June. Like, what does this place feel like in those two times? And we just keep walking it every morning. You just walk it and think of those two times. Yeah. And then you start filling in the blanks. Like, oh, what's going to feel like if there's six people here and seven people there? And you've got a, a walk-in 20 top or a bridal shower or a birthday. And, like, just keep playing these scenarios and then moving. We stuff. always say Ben is devil's advocate. And, like, it can be the most annoying sometimes. But I'm <laughs> always so happy in the end. It's not right. we got to do it again. I'm like, are you kidding me? But... <laughs> I, I, he, I he definitely envisions it and walks it more than I do, which I is don't know why we're you, a good team. <laughs> you guys have done, but you know when you do the personality tests in your company and you oh, have. Oh yes. And Wait, what are, which personality are you, Ben? I'm a debater. I mean, you're could the, you <laughs> guess? <laughs> I'm the. Uh, and what are you? Yeah, what is the? It starts a. I'm the same one as Obama. Just that's all I know. Um, Progret. What was it again? Were you the complimentary okay. skill sets at least? Probably. It yeah. Oh man, I wish I remember it. Yeah, forceful leaders. I think what you ended up being. <laughs> something like. That. Oh my god, I love it. And so, like, as you iterate on spaces and change things, like, how does that impact the rest of the design? Are you just always iterating and sort of like moving? Yeah, stuff I think around? it keeps it really relevant, and it's important to do that to change it and to go in and every few months, uh, you know, change it up. That's definitely something we keep keep our eyes on yeah and stuff like the heritage like stuff like wine and food we're doing a bunch of events and it suddenly like makes you take a kind of look and say oh have we done stuff since last year what's the place feeling like and like what do we need to change and what table am i not love it like i think you've just got to constantly yeah. like look at a space just like you do in your house you like yeah. sit in your house like oh, i need a change this feels like you Hence know. the rearranging of the furniture at Basic Kitchen last week. Always. Exactly. This morning. This morning. Sorry, and last this morning. Week. <laughs> Do you ever have guests come, come in and be like, but I loved table no, number 19. Why did you move that? No, they're normally like, I hate table 19. I'm so <laughs> glad you moved it. Uh, no, I think but it's not like a big thing that people notice. I think it's that subtle stuff that you just, you're growing and you're evolving and you're, and you're defining who you are as a brand. And like, it's those pieces in that journey that is a, makes a brand authentic. So, you know, we've just put up, We've done these amazing events over the last year with the city of Charleston. We do something called the Salad Project, um, and where we give all the money from the six weeks of sales from different salads designed by um, Charleston chefs to the Greenheart um, Foundation. 
and like we have these beautiful posters so like you get those framed and then yeah. they, they need to go somewhere so suddenly the walls are getting too busy and Kate's like what are, what are yeah. you doing like dial it back <laughs> dial it back <laughs> stuff like that edit really edit this morning yeah <laughs> that's so funny so we, last time we talked, we also talked about like your three core principles, mm -hmm. and they were mm -hmm. remind me it was pattern, yeah, pattern, authentic, authentic and, and casual, casual, yep. So pattern, authentic, and casual. And has anything changed, or has there like been one that's been like harder to nail since we've last spoken? Ben's giggling, so I feel yeah. like something. <laughs> maybe. Yes, I know why he's giggling because well, patterned is a good one because like. We were picking out the drapes for the private dining space, and I originally had like this like very toothy linen, and he was like, "No, no, we have to stick with a pattern, like a rose. It's going to be called the rose room. We have to stick with a pattern." And I was like, "All right, you're right. Linen is not a pattern. Linen it's is a not a pattern." Yeah, I'm nice like, oh, it's yeah. so simple." He's like, "No." So that was helpful. And we spent weeks and weeks looking yeah. for this fabric. We have, which so is in budget and looks, and you like it. I mean, yeah. that was the challenge, like. It's easy to go and like spend a fortune, find whatever fabric, but if you're like sure. really strict with what you want, Kate's like looking at 30, 40 fabrics in, and then trying to find something in this. Yeah. Again, with this set design background, sometimes it just comes like just a, something that makes you have a feeling of a space. It's not the actual, you don't like get up close and look at that fabric, but if it feels something old and yeah, that's something yeah. to keep in mind. Something like a little old and musty and like uh, yeah, just a little the grandma. Right way. Exactly. <laughs> you're spending time in that room. I said to Kate, like you're spending time in that room. Normally, it's in the evening that yeah. will be there, and you're probably spending two and a half hours in that room. It's not like you're living with it. It's not right. your bedroom curtain every day. It's like, right. Yeah. It's this feeling. More of a set. Like, yeah. So, so, do you guys actually like if that's? So it sounds like you have a thought about each room and how long people are spending in it. Do for you, sure. Do you go and like sit in those rooms for that amount of time and like <laughs> check it out? I, no, I, I definitely think you keep in mind that downstairs will be like a fun, rowdy situation. Private dining space will be a blast, but the rooms I really wanted to keep like calming, and you kind of go and close your door, and it's just I think it's always better to go simple and less is more in a bed in a hotel bedroom. In a hotel bedroom. So. Furniture is going in. Yes, we have it. Our new date is April 6th, but actually, okay. it's all worked out for the better. We just didn't hold to our like strict deadline. Yeah, and the furniture is coming from everywhere. So lights from England and from all over the U.S. Different light makers. We even have a um, Murano, Italy. They, we got these awesome glass chandeliers custom made, Beautiful. which is so cool. I'm the, psyched. Yeah, those coming furniture. We've got some stuff being made up in New York. Um, stuff being made down here. So everything, I mean, our office is just like drowning in boxes. Everyone. What do you do? Like, do you have like a storage unit? Multiple. Like, what do you do? Like, you have a secret storage unit, I know, that <laughs> Ben isn't allowed to look in with all of I your antiques. Uh, we do. We have a few storage units. We have um, a guy that basically will has a loading dock, so he'll take the bigger things like the beds and the sofas, stuff like that. But, um, yes, multiple units. When, when I met Kate, she was working in the set decorator, as a set decorator, and she drove a Ford pickup, and she actually picked me up on our first date. And in, in her pickup truck. And I thought. In New York City. This she's the coolest. You know, we went ever. to Vinegar Hill in. Uh, and, is it still uh, there? Uh, yeah, it's still yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dumbo. Uh, yeah, this it was the best. great. And she, and so she still has a pickup truck. And this is the <laughs> only time I'm like, I'm glad you have it. I'm glad you have a pickup yeah, yeah. truck. <laughs> oh, it's so good. And then the restaurant, so basically it's a tavern and an inn. Yep. And the restaurant is scheduled to open... April 23rd. April 23rd. Love you guys to come to the party. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be a party. Yeah, that's exciting. <laughs> All right. So have you, are you, any, like, this is the first time you're doing an inn, right? So any yeah. nervousness about 
basically opening two businesses at once? Well, we've done, we own a, we have a, what we call an apartment hotel in Savannah. So we have 18 bedrooms there above the Fat Radish restaurant. Oh, right. And Chelsea, that just opened. That's in Savannah. Oh, in Savannah. We have one down there. Right. And that, um, that, so we, we have, we've made a lot of mistakes down there. So we'll hopefully limit the mistakes we make up here. But I always think that's a different experience. And, um, and it's seven rooms. I, I'm, the restaurant always makes me more nervous than the seven rooms. The restaurant makes me more nervous than the seven rooms. What, are there any examples of some lessons you've learned from Savannah that you've like already made improvements on how you're going to do it here? Get really good pillows. Like don't <laughs> just oh, pillows. <laughs> pillows. Interesting. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. No, the bedding I, has to be really good. Yeah, I think. Like you don't notice when it's really good. Oh, you do, but you notice when it's bad. You know, and that's that's a big. Uh, that's a big thing. I think the hotel, you, it's again at that time you spend that relationship you have with a hotel room. Yeah. Um, and how different that is to to the, to the restaurant world. And yeah, just like products and bathroom and how things wear in a be, in a, in a yeah. hotel. And art. Yeah. just, yeah, look, I think we've got a lot, we've done things slightly differently this time. So Ben, you said that the restaurant makes you more nervous than the hotel. Like, can you elaborate on that? Yeah, I think the I think a restaurant uh, is just starting. your sort of it's this idea that's coming to life. We we never really have our restaurants don't have one particular like theme. They're not a it's not a southern Italian or it's not a, like a it's a, it's like this is a seasonal like coastal tavern if we like. But that's part of the charm. I think that's why people like it. Right. So it, we, we yeah. don't we have to create these. Um, we have to create these sort of parameters to work within ourselves, and I find I, I find that like once we're there, but it's getting those in those parameters and everyone feeling comfortable and that, um, so and, and inspired in in that in that sort of area. So that's what I find the hardest, and um, but we'll see. <laughs> Do you find that the space drives some of these like decisions and like the food and the vibe and, and the neighborhood you know? and the, yeah all, all of that and like we, we really have and as we build stuff we talk to all the neighbors we show them around we host like cocktail parties in the construction site and talk you've to already people. been doing that yeah You've done it yeah and so but I feel like the biggest thing I learned is we have to have a TV at the bar which is fantastic and I'm making it happen and you want a, you want a TV at the bar I, I think that would no, so it, off brand we've for never you guys. we've it's, never it done is it a bit, no I, I don't know if I would say off friend but like it's definitely not my like go to but I love it because you have to think about a, a guy or a girl coming to travel by themselves they want to sit at the bar and have it some dinner having like a game playing or you know you it, just, you just it goes to where you are we've never everyone. done it before yeah. And, but we spoke, we've had all these, like, everyone in, they're like, it's our local pub, essentially, and this is, you're in the South, and college football is enormous, and people want to come in and watch it, and, and so You're cutting like, yourself off if you just, yeah, like, like, don't have that down here, I guess. Basic right. Kitchen, just it's just, like, not the right crowd, I guess, for Basic Kitchen, but it'll work for Post House. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think that's really smart to be attuned with your neighborhood, and so yeah. is that feedback you got from a yes, posting? Yes, from like, someone oh. that came in. Yeah, he was like, I just want cold buds and a TV. I was like, <laughs> and you got like, it, pal. All right. We'll make so it happen. Are you, like, going to make something, like, is it going to be, like, enclosed in something yeah. cool and antique that you've, like... I mean, you know got it. a nice little curtain. Okay. I mean, right. we'll thought it out. She's vibed out. She's vibed it out. <laughs> She's it like, out. I'm ready for it. <laughs> and I think the last time we talked, also, there, there was, like, a big bar you had sourced from Brimfield, mm -hmm. and you were about to install that. And That's they, right. Yeah, for the private it? dining space. It fit. Yeah, we actually... Not only did it fit, we brought the walls, like, directly up to it. So that is what's so cool about these antique shows, is you, if you go early, and we have a few other cool big projects coming up, 
you can find the piece, and then if you're pretty in a good space with construction, you can build it right to your piece. So, right. Nice. So it wasn't like a worry about like, no, oh my no, God, is yeah. this thing that I bought gonna fit and it weighs like five thousand pounds, and how are we gonna move it if it doesn't? No, it's so much better than building that new. It has a different feeling to it, you know. Yeah, amazing. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that I was curious about was last time we spoke, you were gonna bring on a consultant starting February first. Oh yeah, Julia to like pitch through your punch list. Mm -hmm. And has anything? Are they are they punching away? I mean, I just say thank you every day. That they yeah. He's got the biggest, <laughs> that has the biggest smile. Um, no, those guys are amazing. And I think this, this is just like, one, I think just people with restaurants and hospitality, so much of it, you work for two years on a thing, and so much depends on the last, you know, two months before opening and then one month after where you're just like setting this, you know, this thing in motion. And these guys are just incredible. They're so supportive. They allow us some space to like execute on things, and our staff who are coming on feel supported. And uh, it's just—it's really one of the things that, that they rented a U-Haul on Friday and picked up like a hundred chairs. Yes, and they're just, they really—they were just, they're just yeah. like they're gonna so take wonderful. Care of it yeah, yeah, they just get it them. done. Yeah, there's no like I'm—I I won't do that. They'd be great guys to have on your show. I know. Yeah, the, 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 the gazillion. Uh, uh, bazillion, bazillion Baz solutions. Yeah, Julian and Angus. Yeah, no, also known as Jangus. Jangus. <laughs> yeah, and they're just punching away at your last. Yeah, and giving, and they're just that support to, to everyone. Like if you're doing wine tastings and you're a GM, but you're also doing staff training, so they'll organize like all the wine uh, yeah. reps to come in, taste, and schedule. It's just like that sort of support that just helps you like focus on the actual putting the list together and not, you know, coordinating 14 different reps. Yeah. So, so what steps are left? You guys are, I mean, you're getting pretty close. You're a month out for hotel and six weeks mm -hmm. for restaurant. Right. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, just now is like branding going live, the install. Signage, uh, like different, even just signage where the guests go up to their, you know, there's a stairwell just for guests. And then, then you know, the water closet signage and all that kind of little stuff. Activating all the sort of online, just all the online stuff that, that you, and all the sort of boring POS and getting all that stuff ready and then and then start tasting food and getting the kitchen going and. That's the exciting, is the kitchen ready? Is it built? Uh, uh, it's yeah. built, it's the Ish. kitchen is built, there's no equipment in it. <laughs> March 16th delivery. Yeah. That's what I know. March yeah. 16th delivery. <laughs> Still trying to find, yeah. Oh no, a week before, oh, so, no. the so the kitchen she has goes, to she, um, our, our chef is here, he's arrived. No, it's a month and a week. And he's, we're April, yeah. A uh, month and a week. Thank okay, goodness. March 16th. Don't not, worry. I was thinking April. No, no, no. I was like, oh my God, one week. That's like restaurant impossible shit. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. It. Don't you worry. No. All right. So that's plenty of time. Yeah, yeah. we'll be good. Well, honestly, right. it's feeling really good. It's You guys look cool as a cucumber. You're like, well, we ready. Try, we they're try. ready for it. They are just like ready to open We this have place. done this before and made pretty much every mistake you can make. So. Ew. If we go through it all again and make all those mistakes, we at least know that we've made like what that feels like. I love it. All right, so Post House Post. Tavern and Inn is opening officially April 6th and the 23rd. April 23rd. April 23rd, yeah. Every, yep. Oh, everything, everything together April 23rd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, everything no, no, together no, no, that's okay. April 23rd. And anybody else that has recently opened that you want to shout out since opening soon, we like to do a little oh, announcement. Amazing opening. Well, Can be had, here we've been, anywhere else? We've been, oh, obviously uh, our friends at up in New York at the Orchard Townhouse at Natalie yeah, and For Shirley. sure, yeah. Those guys, we went up there recently, but... Everything else, we have our head buried in the sand in all our projects. So I, there could have been a million openings and I've just missed we it. Love, I don't know. We love the guys at 167 Raw. Oh, yeah, and they the just opened. Yeah, that's what Rod, I just interviewed Rodney Scott and he said the same thing. Oh, so I love like, those guys. Yeah. Charleston is definitely behind if, them. If they're yeah. listening, 
Can they just tell me it's not a five-hour wait for a table? <laughs> no, you come know, on, guys. <laughs> ben and Kate are hungry, and they like coming for dinner tonight. I, I would wait Please. 48 hours. But, uh. I love it. All right, well, special thanks again to Ben and Kate for joining us and sharing your story um, and, your sh- and your startup venture with us. Um, we'll post a wrap-up of our show on tillitnyc.com, and we'll also send one to our email list. So get on that list. Tell everybody where they can find you guys on social. So we're at Basic Projects. There's an underscore between those, and at Basic Kitchen underscore between those, right? And then yeah. Post House will just be the Post House. Oh, in. the Post House in. Yeah. Oh yeah. Don't forget about that one. Opening yeah, yeah, yeah. April 23rd. Um, <laughs> awesome. And follow our journey on Heritage Radio and anywhere else you get your podcasts. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at We Are Opening Soon and at Tillit NYC. Thank you. Guys. Thank you so much. This program is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter, enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org, and connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You could also find us at facebook.com slash heritageradionetwork. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join the HRN family by becoming a member. Just click on the heart at the top right of our homepage. And thanks for listening.